Hey there, welcome back to your next favorite jam with jam. I'm your host, John Angus MacDonald. And today's episode is the hockey episode um, because I'm bringing you my interview with Ron McLean, legendary Canadian hockey broadcaster, and also my chat with Tara Sloan, who is a current hockey broadcaster and co-host of Hometown Hockey with Ron. I talked to them both for the Next Favorite Jam with Jam uh, live stream series on the True's Instagram. Uh, Ron I spoke to on May 27th of 2020 uh, as part of the season one of the of the series. And Tara I spoke with on August 26th of 2020, a few months later. Um, and they're both great chats. I, I've known both Tara and Ron. Uh, sorry, it's Tara. She prefers to be, to be pronounced Tara, and I just I just flubbed that. I think she might even correct me on that in in the upcoming show. Um, so I've I've met Ron. First time I met him was at uh, the Trues. My band played uh, the NHL Awards in two thousand and four. It was when our song "Not Ready to Go" was was sort of just hitting, and uh, we were invited to come play uh, at the awards, which was really cool and special. And we had really followed the the playoffs that season. It was um, the year that the Flames went to seven games against Tampa, and heartbreakingly for us, because uh, we always root for the Canadian team that's left. Heartbreakingly, Tampa won the cup, but they were both amazing teams, and the series was amazing. So to be invited to come and play the awards was just like a dream come true because we were so invested in in all the players and all the action and so we met like Jerome McGinley and Martin St. Louis and Sidney Crosby was there we met him and uh, we even met Russell Crowe which was just uh, an odd thing that he was in town to film that movie about the uh, Cinderella man about the boxer um, so he was in town he presented so we met him and we met uh, we met Guy Lafleur uh, there was so many uh, legends there it was it was pretty epic and we met Ron McLean uh, for the first time I think he introduced us um, and so and we've been bumping into him ever since you know uh, usually hockey related things uh, we did an episode of hometown hockey in late 2019 so he and Tara were were on site hosting and we had a great epic party I, I had a birthday at midnight of that night so we took over a, a bar restaurant in Sydney Cape Breton where the show was filming and sort of partied into the wee hours it was very uh very fun memory it was great i maybe we, i bring that up on this uh, on this coming chat too but um yeah this is uh two hockey broadcast legends back to back i just wanted to put them into the same show uh for the obvious reason that they're that they're connected um so yeah here's my chat with ron mclean followed by my chat with tara sloan i hope you like it Waiting, connecting. There he is. Looks promising, John Angus. <laughs> Wrong plane. Canadian. Well, that was touching. First of all, sorry for Bucky. Uh, what a what a stream of thoughts uh, came out of that. Steve Earle for me, uh, John Angus. I'm a huge Towns Van Zant. Uh, oh yeah. I just adore him. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Do you know him? So I he do. and Steve yeah. loved Towns Van Zant. I think mm -hmm. he really 
looked up to and admired his songwriting. So he's Poncho and a lefty. I don't know if many of the viewers would know who Towns Van Zandt. Towns Van Zandt was the Texas troubadour. Died a raging alcoholic at 52, but he was a great athlete. He went to Shottuck St. Mary's, same prep school as Sidney Crosby and Jonathan Taves and Ken and all these guys went down to Shottuck. He went as a football player, though, and wow, was I a great athlete. I, did, yeah, I thought I knew singer. Towns, but I didn't know that. Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah, his documentary is one of the, uh, you know, all-time greats. Uh, and then and then just to hear you talk about uh, steel guitar, Bob Egan, does that name ring a bell? Blue Rodeo, yeah. he played for yeah, of course. Blue Rodeo. He's from Chicago, good friend of uh, John Stewart. So uh, Wilco, uh, I, I got to kind of meet the Wilco guys. Like you, I'm from Red Deer, you're Antigonish. And, you know, yeah. a lot of my life has been like, good God, why am I even here? Uh, but I was backstage at Massey Hall with Wilco, and it was through the connection that Bob Egan presented. And uh, and to hear you talk about Bucky, that was really nice. So nice well, to be with you here tonight. Thank you for joining us, Ron. I mean, like, it's uh, it's amazing to have you. I haven't seen you in a couple of years, but you're holding up okay during all this pandemonium, pandemic pandemonium? Yeah, as you know, we're all doing Instagram stuff, and yeah. I'm doing interviews for a YouTube channel, Facebook, and sportsnet.ca. And that's kept me, I've done already 61 interviews, imagine. Uh, so, you know, the prep that goes into those, uh, which has been learning. I, I really, that's probably the greatest gift of what I've done in my career is I've had the opportunity to learn from so many people. And uh, so I'm doing that. And, and yeah, for your viewers, uh, you and I celebrated your 38th at the Savoy you played uh, in Glace Bay. And then we all rolled back into Sydney and poor Jack and I, we needed dental records to identify ourselves to go on the plane in the morning. But <laughs> it's oh, nice, uh, I, I nice memory. I, I want to say I remembered it well, but that would be a lie. Uh, you know? Yeah. You <laughs> were younger then. You, you, you were much younger. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, you know, um, this, song, this little show I'm doing on the True's Instagram channel is just about music discovery, giving people something new to, to latch on to while we're all searching for inspiration, searching for hope, searching for ways to get through, searching for, you know, just it was my, my refuge and my, my, mm -hmm. my shelter has always been music. So I'm trying to pass that on a little bit. Um, do you want to put a town song on this on this playlist? Because I, I love Towns Van Zandt as well. Okay, uh, why don't we? Uh, yeah, I, I would say Rake, uh, just because of the, the line, I welcome the stars with wine and guitars, uh, to kind of give you that campfire uh, cottage uh, feeling. Um, I would go Rake. Uh, Rake. It's one of the most stunningly beautiful openings. Uh, he has a lot of, but are you going to play it? If, if so, I'll play I'll a little play. bit. Sure, I'll play a little yeah. bit. The audio won't be great, but it'll all go on the playlist. So anybody listening yeah. can, uh, can wander over and check it out nice and loud. But uh, yeah, this version from Be Here to Love Me. That should be it, right? Yes, that's the movie. That's the actual doc. Amazing right. I, I have if you ever give the opportunity. Yeah, dark, yeah. but good. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been. This song fan. opens it, actually. Yeah. I know I, I needed, if I needed you, it's always been one of my faves of his as well. Yeah, that's his biggest, best. I used to wake and run with the moon. I lived like a rake in a young man. I covered my lovers with flowers and wounds. My laughter the devil would frighten. The sun, she would come back then but every cruel day had its nightfall I'd welcome the stars with wine and guitars full of fire and forgetful full of fire and forgetful 
I mean, he, he is the most incredible songwriter. I, I always recall Chris Christopherson in that documentary that this, this song is the first song in the show. Chris Christopherson at one point speaks about Towns Van Zandt. He gave him a compliment. And uh, he said, I could tell Towns had never had that. You know, uh, he, he, he never really felt, uh, but yeah, he was doing an interview in France with a great journalist in France. And uh, he said, Mr. Van Zandt, your, your music is, uh, is very dark. And, uh, you know, a lot of it is uh, somewhat sad. And Towns says, uh, you don't think life is somewhat sad? <laughs> he, would, he was a penetratingly bright guy, but sadly, uh, chains of addiction. And I, you know, two of my, uh, well, a lot of them, I mean, it's, I suppose it comes with the territory, but uh, I really love Jerry Rafferty, too, and another guy that perished young and uh, mm. but produced, you know, between Steeler's Wheel and, and Jerry himself, uh, just one of my idols. Absolutely. Well, great. I mean, that's happy to put a town song on here. I also love At My Window. I mean, there's quite a lot of Towns Van Zandt songs that, that really hit home and, and dig deep you know um yeah, well his his one of the great stories when he first married uh, his first wife she said he went into the closet he used to go into a big uh, sort of dressing room closet to write uh, he was cording himself off and she says you know we've just been married i can't wait to you know i i'm imagining this romantic ballad that towns is working on to <laughs> celebrate uh, our marriage and he comes out and the song is called sitting around waiting to die <laughs> Which is better, a great better, song. Better than sitting around waiting to die. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he and then Poncho and Lefty was for Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson. Is uh, you know, if you ever play that, if you're if you're having a group of people over uh, and you're playing cards here and that song's over there at the end of the night, that's the uh, earworm. That, yeah. Wow. Amazing. Okay, that's that's on there. Towns Van Zandt. Ha really happy that he came up. Um, do you have something else you want to want to add to this or? Well, yeah, if I'm going to do two, uh, I would do, do the other many, one would as be As many Tom. as you like, as many as you like. Oh, okay. Well, I, I thought uh, just for a modern uh, one, uh, because you had, uh, you know, Sean retires and uh, Chris comes in, does a great job on drums. My, uh, I mentioned I love uh, uh, Jerry Rafferty, but this is my true guy. Uh, is it, By the way, I have uh, Civilian Airs right here. It's up on the shelf. You can't, oh, you can't wow. see it, though. Oh, so I'm going to pull my phone down. There we go. Off the reposition. Where's my, where's my technical director? <laughs> so I was going to, I sent uh, your brother uh, a photo of the album. I obviously wow. haven't been out buying records, so they're civilian heirs, but I sent it over to Colin on New Year's to wish you guys a uh, happy wow. new year. Thanks. But here's, here's Tom. Yeah. And what makes Tom Petty, I don't have to explain to anyone what makes him great, but when uh, he loses Stan Lynch, they fire their drummer, in, different from your scenario, of course, but they fire Stan Lynch, their longtime drummer, and in comes Steve Ferroni, who was the drummer for Eric Clapton. Mm -hmm. uh, and the only reason that they all got connected, George Harrison's playing at the Royal Albert overseas, and he's got, he wants Eric Clapton to join him. Eric can't make it, but his band can. So they need a lead guitar, and that happens to be Mike Campbell. Uh, they bring him in to uh, to play. And then Mike says to Tom Petty, well, we need a drummer. This Steve Ferroni guy is something. So they're recording uh, Wildflowers, one of their greatest all-time albums. Uh, and he, he nails uh, everything on it, but he particularly nails uh, You Wreck Me, which is a hard, fast rock and song and uh, yep. he's you know mm -hmm. not using mm -hmm. any kind of electronics so he's got the hi-hat going a million miles an hour and everything else and and then they love him they just think he's great well what i love about him and it kind of ties to covid19 and the mess we're in uh this is echo this is from the worst and darkest time in petty and the 
heartbreakers. Yeah, they, they fired their drummer. They've lost Howie Epstein. He's been divorced, right? No. Uh, and Ferroni plays. Um, I would pick swinging. I, 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 I really great. like you, wreck me. Yeah, I but I would pick swinging. It's so hard to pick on this album because there's so many things I love. Free girl. Now uh, I'm down, but it won't last long as a, a rocking tune. Uh, Room at the top was used at the Oscars two years yeah. ago for uh, all who are gone right when they were yeah. doing the memoriam yeah. uh, they picked a lot of that echo album that tom never listened to from the time it came out i think 1999 yeah, yeah he didn't listen to it for years and then dana finally said tom you got to really realize what you did there in the in the darkest time in your life you actually produced and i don't know if that's you know your muscle memory but it's a it's my favorite lp i love wildflowers and i love a number of others but yeah, yeah. the torpedoes but i Echo echoes the album, and that's Swingin' is the song. Great. I mean, that's one of my favorite tunes on the record. I love Swingin'. I remember seeing him play it on Saturday Night Live and being just blown away. And I didn't know any of that stuff about it being such a dark time for him. And you learn that in retrospect when you when you watch yeah. a documentary or something. And then for him to muster that much greatness out of that much darkness, it's just a testament to him. And I saw his last tour. I saw the last Toronto, the ACC show. I mean, oh, good. You know, nobody there knew it would be the last time. But I'm, I'm me, really me too. But I'll ask you, John Angus. I saw him in Baltimore, so three weeks before he passed, yeah. uh, and he played "Swinging," and I was ecstatic because I yeah. wasn't expecting that to be in the set list. Uh, but when he thanked the band that night, uh, I mean, obviously, I, who knows? It's, it sounds like a painkiller thing, kind of caught up to him and uh, might have got him in the end. We don't know. Uh, but what we, what I do remember distinctly about the Baltimore show was him thanking the members of the band, like especially Mike Campbell. He says, he must have yeah. gone on for like six minutes. Yeah. And he says, and I said to myself in Gainesville, Florida, you, Mike Campbell, are going to be in my band for a long, long <laughs> time. And uh, it was great. Oh, there he's, he's not good with this. Uh, down it goes. Am I still here? Yeah, yeah still there. Swinging. Went down swinging. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a <laughs> very... Afraid to touch it now because I'm probably going to knock myself off. But, but I, remember, still there. I remember a similar thing. And he, he was introducing Ben Montense that way, too. He said, one of the greatest keyboard players in rock and roll history. Like, like what a... I mean, it's true, but what a lovely thing for a bandmate to say on stage. I mean, I've never, you know, we're we're not there yet. We haven't been playing together that long. We don't. <laughs> we keep well, I mean, that was compliments a, to some to other people, but such an extensive tour for him to to block out like ten to twelve minutes was sort of odd, yeah. uh, and he did it. You know, he evidently night after night, and and the other thing about the Heartbreakers, I don't have to tell you. You tell me, but I mean. Tom Petty really demanded simplicity. He, you know, Mike yeah. Campbell could do, he could do anything, but he didn't yeah. do anything. And Ben Montpensch yeah. could do anything, but he didn't do yeah. anything. He just like, Tom, yeah. Ben Mont, you say, Tom says, you know, you just go plink, plink, plink. That's yeah. what I need here. That's, and that's you know, a guy that could, incredibly astute right? observation, Ron. It's like, it's like, and it's the hardest thing in the world. I mean, as a, as a guy who produces other bands too, part of, you just got to get them to get out of their own way and stop trying to show everybody in the world what you can do and just serve the song, you know? And, and yes. Tom was a master of that. It really like, it's masterful. Like to boil things down to their strictest elements without it being dull and boring, with it still being exciting and full of vigor, you know, the performance was still amazing, but it was so simple. I mean, it's, it's really mind blowing. Yeah. And I'll give you one other, a modern one, just uh, again, it could be uh, anything of your material, I would say, you know, uh, obviously, I love vintage love. Recent, uh, I love. I have a dear friend, a friend of mine. I don't know if you know. I'm wearing your shirt here. Uh, oh, amazing! I gave I it to a, 
I gave it to a buddy because it's an XL. It's a bit big on me, and he loaned it to me to wear tonight to represent. Um, but yeah, he he loved uh, the song "The Bridge in Your Heart." What is that? Uh, Man of Two Minds. Man of Two uh, Minds, right, right. It's right. probably you know one of the all time. And this is a uh, three by Lumineers, their new LP. Yeah. So I interviewed Wesley Schultz for a series I'm doing called In Conversation. Nice. Uh, Gloria hit, but I I like the song off the third disc. It's a three part story of a. Uh, three generations and it's kind of the impact of alcoholism at the top end and how it filtered down through the family. Uh, but the song is called Jimmy Sparks. The okay. actual disc three is called Jimmy Sparks, but Jimmy J I M M Y and Sparks S P A R K S. And I think in, in the new arena, that's one of the, uh, it's one of the hot ones. It's beautiful. The, the piano is beautiful. The songwriting, you know, the, the penetrating thoughts of 3 AM in the morning. And it's really good. That's Amazing. What, that's one I would add. I will add that on there. The Lumineers, great, great group. Thanks for that. Um, I also, you know, we add the music, um, catch up a little bit. I, I wanted a little background context. I, I remember meeting you for the first time at the NHL Awards of 2004. Do you remember this? Yes. Yeah, another uh, dental identification uh, night, but yes. But we were, we were the musical guest, which was like, yeah. at, you know, at that point in our career, it was a one of the biggest things we've done, like a national live television broadcast and playing this single that had blown up, but also meeting all the players that were, that it was the year that the flames went all the way against the lightning, but the lightning took it in uh, game seven. That's correct. So, so it's 04. So it's, yeah, you're, you're, this is just before Robert Plant. This is just before like, yeah, you're yeah. starting to hang with the, you know. I think we've uh, done but, like but, the Stones and Robert Plant all around like later that summer. It was like, the, well, you know, that's right. all in the same year. But, but I mean, I mean like Aginla and, and all these guys that were we were watching on TV like night after night as we toured because we'd watch the games, we'd do a sound yeah. check, we'd watch the games, and we'd go play the show, you know. Uh, and it was it was huge for us uh, doing that. And, and you were you know the, you're the, the consummate professional, the consummate gentleman. And and um, I, I I do remember partying until the wee hours that night as well. And ever since, I've always loved running into you and catching up with you. Uh, you know, it's always I, honestly, lovely. John Angus, I, that was the only time I had ever been. I think. It's probably not true, but I, we found an after-hours bar that was so good to us, and I just I didn't know about such a life. You know, again, I'm a Red Deer kid, and uh, and we we ended up uh, at at two when you know it's kind of the night's over. It's no, it's not. You can go here. What do you mean you can go where? And yeah. that was a lovely night, and and I do recall vividly, actually, even though we probably had a few, uh, just really enjoying the company of the band, and uh, yeah, that's when you know. So Jack's dad, Victor, right when I do Rogers Hometown Hockey now in uh, yeah. Raider Halifax, yeah. Uh, and get to see what he's done for music. And it's all through uh, a lot of the things you've done. I, I really think that's much like sports because you're uh, Antigonish based, you know, John Sim is now coaching. Uh, Colin White, you know, does a ton for the game. Uh, that spirit of giving back is so ingrained in both our hockey and our music. So I remember yeah. that night for that reason. It's good. Yeah. And many other good nights uh, since then. And uh, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to come and chat and, and share some music with, with the people, uh, yeah. real quick predictions on hockey coming back. What's I'm not up on the stories. I'm not up on the news. Nor I. Kids, so it, there's so much like you. I, I kind of blocked it out and, and fell into my music and, and my interviews. But I, I hear it's coming back. And they, nobody's got a date, of course, and it's going to require the World Health Organization experts to to finally sanction it all. But it'll be in two cities. John Angus and they'll just bring 24 teams in. Eight will play for the right to advance. The four eight will get a buy and. 
and then we'll get on with it. But they'll be quarantined, no crowds. There's yeah. a technology, believe it or not, there's an app where you and I can, on this app on our phone, we can create sound noise on the broadcast, you know, cheering and booing and such. So wow. that may be the energy. That may yeah. be the, because you, as you've seen these concerts happen uh, yes. in both, you know, the United States and Canada, it's funny yeah. to see Elton John, you know, in his backyard at a grand piano saying, I'm know. still standing and no crowd and no We've dancing and no nothing. We've done a few. It's very bizarre. Yeah. It's, weird. it's weird to perform for a camera lens or, or a phone. You so know? That's it's, right. It's a bit bizarre. It's bizarre. Uh, I do look forward Yeah, well, I, I know that uh, Tara, obviously, uh, my co-host on uh, Rogers Hometown Hockey, is uh, helping out with the Black Crows and, and Truce show on the Bud stage. So that's right. That, yeah. I can't wait. That's this weekend. So good, yeah, yeah. Be great to see it's on City, awesome. 8 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay, man. I won't take up any more of your time, but thank you so much for joining. And uh, thank Thanks, John Angus. And, what uh, a great show. I, I really hope to see you in, in real life uh, as soon as we can. Same. Love to the band. And yeah, see you on the, yeah, down yeah. the road. Big love, Ron. Take care, man. I think I do this, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the X. <laughs> Take care, bud. We'll talk soon. Hello. Hey. Tara, how are you? I'm good. I hear some uh, echoes, so let me know if I should take out my headphones. Are you good? You're coming in clear on this end. Okay. I love, I love what you're doing. I love this. It's like, Thank you. I, I love um, the opportunity to think and kind of ruminate about songs you love and why you love them and why yeah. they're important and and then share them i think it's beautiful well the way it all started is just like paying forward like inspiration essentially you know because it's just it's been such a weird year and i thought like at least music could like get people through a lot and there's nothing better than finding your next favorite song and if i can pay that kind of thing forward then that seems like the right thing to do you know yeah. uh, but before we get into your songs we saw each other earlier in the pandemic um virtually still but uh we did the Budweiser at home thing the first one yeah which was a lot of fun how's that been for you has that experience been nice yeah I mean it's you know anybody who knows me knows that music is really my first love I mean mm -hmm. I I managed to transition into into the hockey world but I always try to keep one foot in in music and so uh, it was an incredible opportunity to be part of an experience that I think was really rewarding for artists. I know audiences really loved it. For right. me, it was kind of a trip being at you know, Budweiser stage every week and, yeah. you know, nobody else was there. Um, but yeah, for me, just to kind of stay in the music world a little bit, have the opportunity to talk to musicians and all the performances, all the shoots were beautiful, beautifully recorded. So right. it was awesome. Well, I like, I always like being interviewed by somebody who knows the game kind of thing, knows music. I know you mm -hmm. in between Joy Drop and, and the stuff you did with the NXS and like, you just know, you know, music and you know the industry and it's always makes for a, an easy chat, you know? Yeah. It's fun for me. Awesome. Well, you got, you got some, speaking of music, you got some tunes you want to add? I do. Yeah. So, I mean, of course I thought long and hard about this and there's so many songs I love, but, um, it, I'm going to be a bit selfish. I'm, it, these are songs by friends and okay. songs that um, I I wish people knew more about. Um, so I'll I'll start back in 1999 um, when we were on the road with Joy Drop touring like crazy. That was touring our first record. Mm -hmm. You know, like for every tour, I don't know. Back in those days, anyway, when you played CDs from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, we had sort of like a few CDs that were like the CD, the, the 
the music of that particular tour. And all of us got totally hooked on this album called August Everywhere by Blinker the Star. And Jordan Zadarozny is the mastermind behind Blinker the Star. It's his project. He is prolific. So if you look up Blinker the Star, you'll find hundreds and hundreds of songs. Um, But that album, it, it was a big deal. Jordan is from the Ottawa Valley. He's from Pembroke. Yeah. Uh, and I had known him a little bit in Montreal because I was there for school and he was there making his mark with the first Blinker album. And it was just this majestic masterpiece um, with incredible orchestration. It was Beck's dad who who did that. And just, you could tell that Jordan's um, songwriting influences were so sophisticated, a lot of sort of pet sounds and just very expansive sounds and twists and turns in, ter- in terms of chord progressions. Right. So the, the first song I want to put on this playlist um, is called Below the Sliding Doors. And okay. it's, it, was a, it was a fairly big single. So I think people who, who know Blinker know that song. Yeah, but I remember this act. Like I do remember them being around. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's just the song. It doesn't matter how many times I hear it. I'm just, I'm blown away every time. The, the whole album's incredible. Amazing. So that's the first one for me. Sounds great. I remember seeing the name around, you know, I don't know if I ever really connected with these guys. Like, I don't know if we crossed paths, but uh, it was an interesting story. Like this album, I think it was on Geffen. They had like a really big, big record deal. Um, And so definitely, definitely made a mark, but he's, he's still going full disclosure. He produced my solo album that came out in 2007. So I had had the opportunity to to write with Jordan. Amazing. Um, so that's that's the first one. I really I just I think people should listen to his body of work. Awesome. And then the next one's even closer to home, if okay. I may. Yeah. So uh, two of the founding members of of Joy Drop, Tom Mackay and Tony Rabelau, yep. still continue to do uh, incredible work together and are both two of my closest closest friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony is also a prolific songwriter. He did his first solo album in 2007, and that was called Zigzag. And then he put out another album in 2018. So for some reason, it took him 11 years to to put out another album, even though he writes like crazy. Sometimes it goes that way. And there's a song, so the album's called Lefty. Okay. And there's a song. Tony. So so his stage name is Lalo, L-E-H-L-O. L-E-H-L-O, okay. L-E-H-L-O. Okay. And that's because he is South African and his oh, yeah. actual first name is Le Honolo. So. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, fun, we've, I've, fun fact. With, I've totally jammed with Tony. You know Tony, yeah. Yeah, 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 we've played together. So uh, this okay, the awesome. song I wanna add is called Right Where I Wanna Be. Mm-hmm. I see it here. And it's, if you close your eyes, it's basically him uh, singing about an experience the experience of going to see a live band and being swept away by that moment. Um, And it's something we all all want right now. Yeah, we all need that. And it's so evocative and so brilliant and so beautiful. So I want people to know that song. That's him singing? I didn't know he sang. So he always sang, but he really honed his craft after Joy Drop broke up and he worked on his guitar playing and worked on his singing and he's become a, he's a one man band. That's amazing. And you guys, uh, okay, awesome. What's going on there for sure. Sounds amazing. Um, You guys, didn't you reunite like sort of 
semi recently or you did like a couple of shows right yeah we've been kind of doing a show a year or a couple shows a year for the last few years um right. this year did not happen but like so many other things yeah you know i think that maybe even before we do another show we'd actually like to do some writing together so uh, I would never write us off. I think we're, we love each other so, so much. Um, That's and, good. That's yeah. Good. That's reason enough to do it, you know. It really is. Um, I want to ask you, and I'm sure this is like the question you hate to answer, probably been asked a million times, but how did you get Tommy Lee in your video? I remember, <laughs> like, well, I remember when that video hit and everybody was like, that's Tommy Lee. What's, that's, that's insane. I mean, it's awesome, but it's. It, you know. Yeah, I know it's funny because it's like, I wish I had some like elaborate story, but it really was a matter of our director knew his manager. He sent him the music. Tommy loved it. And he was like, okay, cool. You know, he's a real, I mean, he seems like a bit of a caricature sometimes, but he really is like a big kid. And right. he just, he loved the song and he's excited about music and he just wanted to do it. And he was, he was lovely to work with. That's great. So sometimes all you have to do is ask and just be like, hey, Tommy Lee, you want to come over and do my video? And, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, you got to have, you got to have a connection or two, but right. yeah, it was that easy. Doesn't hurt to ask. Awesome. Well, um, I remember that, that video and that song really well. It was quite a, quite a huge song um, when it came out. Uh, I want to ask you also before we leave about hockey. How's that? How's hockey now that it's back? <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? Are you at home oh like broadcasting from your kitchen well, or bedroom or what, how do you do it so i don't work playoffs anyway so you know I would, rogers hometown hockey um which we just almost finished our sixth season so we only go the duration of the regular season so i wouldn't have been working the playoffs anyway oh, okay. I didn't so know. yeah so i work i've got a new show called top of her game which is focusing on women in sport which has been an incredible revelation for me and awesome. something that arose out of the pandemic um, but no, I'm, I'm just watching from home like everybody else and, you know, following along, there's a lot of interesting issues, um, and a lot right. of dis discussions, uh, especially, especially today with the other leagues, um, taking yeah. a stand for social justice. So, um, yeah. are, they, are they playing on, uh, you know what, to be honest, I'm asking you cause I'm somewhat out of the loop. Um, I've been following closely with the basketball cause of, I'm a Raptors fan and, I'm a, I'm a Penguins fan, and since they've been out, I sort of fell off the fell off the grid a little bit. But um, they're playing through all this. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, yeah, it's just it. They yeah, they haven't taken the same stand right. uh, for social justice that other leagues have. So, but uh, you know, the discussions are underway, and I they're being held to account, and I think it's important. Yeah, they could. You know, never too late to do the right thing, as they say. You know, like it's always it's always the next games. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Tara. It's great to see you. Thank you, and thanks for doing this. You yeah, so give, sure gives a lot of light. I just have a feeling like the next time I see you, it will still be through a screen, or but maybe no. not. Maybe I, not. Want it, I want it to be in person. Yeah, it would be great to see you live and in color. So, uh, oh, you're in color right here. <laughs> but uh, take care and all the best until then, okay? And, oh, by the way, I didn't angle this down, but this is for my Hallie peeps. Oh, okay? I love it. Yeah. Taz, represent. represent. God, so. is, is Taz, does Taz survive? I don't even know. It's been so long. There's a few Tazes, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ex expect that they will. I hope so. I hope so. so fingers crossed. Right. Ciao. Until Bye. next time. Bye. Bye.